Hey, outstanding job, man. Getting to 12 and 3, responding exactly like we said we would. Complete total effort right there. Give it up for yourselves right there, man. Outstanding job. All right. Also, coming off the street, helping us rush for over 200. O line, great job. Where is my man right, CJ? Yeah. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Locked On Rams. Victory Monday! It's back! We have a Victory Monday, so you know what that means. James Kroger from Rams Podcast is joining us. We are no longer both in California. I'm out in Vegas. He's back in California. We got him on the mic. James, how are you doing today, bud? Hey, Bear. Can't complain. It's been a while, bro, since we've had a Victory Monday, and I am on pace to win my fantasy championship. We got a Rams win, and I'm playing Martha Stewart this Christmas and hosting, so I got a lot going on, and I'm, I'm happy about these the, everything football-related. Martha Kroger in the house. I love <laughs> it, man. Yeah, you told me earlier you run around doing errands, getting ready to host some people, and not too bad. Like you said, you won your fantasy championship or on the way to it. I don't on the way. J- don't want to jinx you yet, but it was a big help for uh, Todd Gurley sitting out. He was uh, yeah. There was rumors around, even Adam Schefter said earlier, that he is good to go, and he, he went through the walkthrough, and it seemed good. And then about maybe 10 minutes before the game, if that, uh, a report came out that he was going to sit out. Helped you. Helped a lot of people in the fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, C.J. Anderson stepped in, 20 carries, 167 yards. Only Todd Gurley has outrushed that yardage once this season. That was back in Denver when he went over 200. And it was just one yard shy of C.J. Anderson's career record. So an amazing game. We'll get to that because there's a lot to get to here on this episode. But uh, what we want to do is make sure, go give us a follow on all the social media accounts we've got. we got L.A. underscore Rambling Bear, at Jay Kroger, Rams Podcast, Lockdown Rams, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Join the Facebook group. I'm going to jump over there and check out some of the comments that we got throughout the game, and I'll get to that on the Tuesday episode. If you guys have a question, comment, concern about this game or leading up to our next game, leave me a message. I will get to it. I saw, actually, our boy Reggie already left me a voicemail that I will play tomorrow on the show. Uh, Just really excited about this and getting back to Victory Monday. Yes, it was against the Arizona Cardinals, but you know what? A win's a win. We're back on track, and I want to just right off the bat kind of talk about a couple things, and I'm going to start with rushing attempts. 41 rushing attempts to 24 passing. We've been talking about balance. We've been talking about getting the run game in, and it's kind of funny. In a a game where Todd Gurley didn't play, we saw the rush attack just go crazy. We mentioned 167 from Anderson. We had 269 yards on the ground. We saw a lot of that jet sweep action that we hadn't seen the last few weeks. Even Gerald Everett, tight end jet sweep was happening. Uh, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods all recorded 
uh, rushes in this game. And then John Kelly, uh, 10 rushes, 40 yards, did well in probably his most, uh, you know, snaps this season so far. So a uh, lot to get to, but let's talk about that right off the gate, James, because we've been talking about it not only here, but on Rams podcast, the balance. And there was balance here today and actually it leaned a little bit heavier to the rush. But what were your thoughts about that and how it worked for us today? I'm happy that we were so rush heavy to start the game, dude. But, you know, you mentioned John Kelly. One thing I want to snap back to fantasy real quick. I'm sorry I keep rubbing it in. But the person I'm playing actually picked up John Kelly, probably thinking that he's going Mm. to be covering for Todd Gurley being. uh, Yeah, and I was exactly. I mean, that was my whole thought all day was like, should I? I thought about picking up C.J. Anderson on Monday because my running backs aren't that great. And I knew he might get some. Uh, you know, a good amount of carries, but I was kind of worried about John Kelly because, you know, he did get 10 carries for 40 yards, like you mentioned, and we just started off really rush heavy. We kept it going throughout the whole game, and I love to see it because where do we lack feeding Gurley? Of course, he wasn't in the game, but we showed that our offensive line was able to make big holes for our running backs, and CJ Anderson, man, he just... Dude, whoever picked him up in fantasy, props to you because he just tore it apart. And then, like you mentioned, the jet sweeps. Cook saw a lot of balls and Everett even, who I have on my fantasy and as in as our tight end. So I was happy he was able to to do that. And I loved how McVeigh evolved and was able to mix it up. Yes, he rushed the ball a ton, but also those jet sweeps and uh, which allowed him to really open up the offense and Goff to have more confidence back there, at least besides like the very first beginning of the game when he he had that turnover. But uh, yeah, dude, I think it proved a number of things that we can, you know, rush just fine without Todd Gurley. Our offensive line got back together and, and stepped it up. One thing just about the offense line really quick and uh, CJ Anderson being back there, I saw early in the game and I don't know if you saw this but Andrew Whitworth was letting him know when he saw Blitz coming in he was turning around and telling him to pick up the guy and CJ Anderson did just that he did great with the pass block so that's a piece that Todd Gurley you know may not be as well known for but it's really imperative to our offense and we saw CJ Anderson step up there with a lot of blocking and that really helped Goff back there. Yeah, a couple things I want to kind of chime in with that. You made some great points there, and you talked about the blocking, and I saw that Andrew Whitworth was kind of helping him out. Uh, he did overall pretty good job. He did give up a sack that, um, you know, a guy came off the edge and he missed missed the block, and, you know, Goff had to go down. I think that was actually on the strip fumble, uh, the turnover at the beginning of the game. Uh, but CJ even said that after the game. They The Rams' Twitter kind of was tweeting out and saying, great job, CJ, all this stuff. They interviewed him, and... He kind of retweeted and said, yeah, I got to do better on you know not allowing a sack. And he said, with more reps, he's going to get better. And we believe that because you're right. He had other times throughout the game where he showed that he could hold in there for protection. But really for us, it just adds, we talk about depth and we're kind of scared about it. But looking at C.J. Anderson, when we get Todd Gurley back, to know that we can throw him you know, maybe 10 carries, 5, 8 carries a game, and he can be productive on that. He was averaging 8.4 yards a carry. He got into the end zone. He had a long of 46. So it's nice to have a veteran guy like that that's also good at pass blocking because you talked about Todd Gurley and how he's so great at that uh, to be able to throw that to him. And then the jet sweeps that you were talking about and getting Robert Woods involved. He scored two touchdowns, one on the ground uh, on an 11-yard run and then one through the air. He also uh, tallied in with six catches to lead the team on seven targets, which also led the team. So we're continuing to see Robert Woods as a favorite. And J.B. Long actually tweeted out 
Uh, in week 16, Robert Woods has become the fourth player in NFL history, fourth player in NFL history, with 14 straight games of at least 60 yards receiving in a single season. Uh, he did that on the 39-yard touchdown, uh, which was a great throw from Jared Goff. So he then yeah. continued on to say, not bad for a fifth alternate in the Pro Bowl. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. This guy's been awesome. He's having a great season. And he did kind of get snubbed in the whole Pro Bowl selection. But, you know, he came out and showed exactly why, uh, you know, he was snubbed. So offense amazing. And uh, we'll kind of quickly recap a little bit of the defense because we got to get to the other side here in a second. But the defense chipped in and played uh, great as well. We saw some big plays. Obviously, Aaron Donald, who we're going to talk about a little bit more on the other side, three sacks and now becomes the leader with 19 and a half sacks this season. He takes over the Rams career record. He takes over the D tackle career record. And he now has the all time sack record, which is only three away in sight. Overall thoughts on the defense before kick it over? Defense looked great. I mean, really happy to see Aaron Donald with three sacks overall and a franchise record. It's just good to see that he earned uh, his pay that we everybody was talking about. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think I was really happy with the defensive performance. Sue was throwing Rosen around a little bit and uh, yeah, I'm ready to kick it over. Yeah, that was awesome, and it was just great to see kind of overall performance again. we got a lot of haters out there that are going to say, oh, it's Arizona Cardinals, but you know what? you got to play every football game that's in front of you, and you got to win. And, and this was a game where we're coming off struggling the last two games, you know, back-to-back losses, to come out here and say, hey, Arizona, you're 3-12. and We're going to make you look like 3-12. and That first quarter was a little ugly. It was 7-3. to Some of us a little nervous out here. Uh, pretty close in the first half as far as score, but uh, the Rams really just kind of turned it on and really took over after that first quarter and and showed everyone you know that they are an elite team uh the the Saints game just ended they actually won uh Juju Smith-Schuster who's on my fantasy team fumble very much uh Mm. fumbled at the end of the game to basically uh, wrap up that game for the Saints so they do have home field advantage throughout the whole playoffs and the Rams are going to have to go on the road and win down there in the dome or we're going to need some help from somebody else earlier in the playoffs we'll talk about that throughout the week but what we're going to do is we're going to step aside we're going to take a break we're going to be back after this with more James Kroger, Bear Modern, Victory Monday episode right after this. Can't nobody take my pride. Uh-uh. Can't nobody hold me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving. Rams Nation, listen up right now. This is your chance to win season tickets to the 2019 Rams season. We talked about this before, but Dave Robles is the man, the myth, and the legend. He's been a top-producing realtor in L.A. for over 20 years. I had a chance to talk to Dave. He's an awesome guy. He's from L.A., so he knows the city inside and out. He's really strong negotiator who understands how to get you a good deal on a home or top dollar for your current home if you're selling. Remember, I told that story where he sold that house that was originally on the market for $800,000 for $850,000 and literally put $50K back into the client's pocket. This guy knows what he's doing, and he knows L.A. He's got excellent Yelp and Zillow reviews, so check him out. Don't forget to visit his website, DaveRobles.com. That's D-A-V-E-R-O-B-L-E-S.com, or just call him. He's an awesome guy, 213-712-4343. Tell him that Bear Motter sent you from Lockdown Rams, and guess what? He's going to get your Rams 2019 season tickets. If you're moving and you can't take the tickets, don't worry. He'll get you something of equal value. Call him for details. I'm telling you. Had a chance to talk to him. He's been killing it out here in L.A. He knows the market. 
top to bottom. He will get you top dollar for your home or he'll get you into the home you need to be into. Actually, when I saw that season tickets were on the line, I might be moving myself. So come join me. Check out the website, daverobles.com or call him 213-712-4343 for your chances to win a 2019 Rams season tickets. Can't nobody take my pride. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Can't nobody hold me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving. All right, Ram Station, before we get over to our next segment, sure, watching football is fun, but it's more entertaining when you have some action on the games, right? You've heard us talking about this for weeks, and some of you are on the sidelines still. Whether you're an expert or a rookie, you should be betting at my bookie. See what I did there? If you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, like playing the numbers on roulette, you can create a big parlay with just a few bucks. Pick three teams to win, and you hit all three, you could have turned $100 into $600. There's so much you can bet on college basketball, football, NBA, NHL, custom props, even esports. You name it, they've got it at my bookie. It is the best place to bet. And look, I recommend these guys because I really trust them. And that's where my money's going when I'm betting on sports. They've been in business for years. They've got great online reviews. Their mobile site is easy to use and you can bet live during the game. Sign up this week and my bookie will give you 50% deposit to jumpstart your bankroll. Also, make sure to follow BetMyBookie on Twitter. They personally respond to every mention and DM. Not to mention, they've given away more than $10,000 in free money to their followers this football season. So you'll be the first to know as soon as new odds or props are posted. Don't miss out on one of the best weeks to bet on sports this year. Log on to my bookie right now. Use the promo code Locked On. Can nobody take my pride? Can nobody hold me down? Oh no, I got to keep on moving. All right, Rams Nation, we are back Monday, not just a regular Monday. I know it's been a while, but this is a victory Monday. Our boy James Kroger is with us. We're kind of breaking this down. Instant reaction. Game ended uh, probably about 45 minutes ago. We both watched the end of that Saints game. And actually pretty funny, Jared Goff's press conference was delayed because he was watching the game. I saw a tweet come out from uh, Vinny Bonsignor and said, we're kind of sitting on hold here because Jared Goff is watching the end of that game. Not probably what he wanted and not what the Steelers wanted because they're probably out of the playoffs the way that thing shakes out. Another great game on tonight, obviously, with the Seahawks, and we'll kind of wrap that up on the other side probably tomorrow as we talk about how we're looking at how the playoffs are starting to line up. But this defense came out to play today. Uh, We saw, obviously, we mentioned Aaron Donald, but to kind of go over a couple more numbers, he had seven tackles altogether, five solo. Those three sacks we mentioned, which a couple of those were just awesome, just kind of just plows right through the quarterback. Four tackles for loss, along with the four quarterback hits. Corey Littleton, nine tackles, the man's tackle machine. And then John Johnson always up there near the top. One of the guys that I was really excited to see played pretty well today was Ndamukong Sue. He had a solo tackle. He had a sack, tackle for a loss, and then two pass deflects. Jumped up. He almost got an interception, tried to tip it to himself. But we need to see guys like that really step it up. And then our secondary, Aqib Tlaib, he had two pass deflects, two tackles. Uh, he was having a good game. LaMarcus Joyner and Tlaib kind of got shaken up near the game. I don't think we saw Joyner come back in. A uh, little worrisome there. We've had some doubts in that secondary. We're finally fully healthy. But as we look at that defense, uh, they came out to play today. NRC almost had a scoop and score on a Fowler strip. They ended up calling it a pass. 
Uh, NRC made a big play there. But it's good to see our defense back and kicking. But how about Aaron Donald? This man is a beast. He had been away for a few games. You put him up against an Arizona Cardinals offense line that was struggling, and he produces with three sacks today. He definitely produces. And got a fun little sweet fact for you about Aaron Donald. I'm glad he went back there because he is – this is the seventh multi-sack game of AD's season since 1982 when sacks became an official statistic. Only Hall of Famer Reggie White has more, which is eight, so one more game. And I think that could be possible uh, to wrap that up. So cool little fun fact on AD. And like you mentioned with the secondary, you know, I, I love the way Tlaib played today. He had two passes deflected, and I think I remember almost a pick early on. So, yeah, I, I like that the secondary was able to do well. Yes, of course, it was the Arizona Cardinals and Josh Rosen and, uh, you know, but I will say they had Larry Fitzgerald throw a, a touchdown yeah. on him, huh? Yeah, you know what? There's something about the Rams that they get a lot of trick plays. Uh, I think it was Evocum <laughs> who kind of lost track of the running back there. David Johnson got out there and... Uh, I think it was Joyner that kind of got sucked over in the safety, and it was he was wide open. Larry Fitz, the legend, 14-year veteran, just kind of threw it up there. And, and, yeah, I mean, we've had two offensive linemen catch touchdowns against us, Larry Fitzgerald throwing one. They actually ran a fake punt against us, picked up 20 yards and converted. Uh, so the trick play uh, is kind of uh, something scary as you're looking into the postseason that we got to clean up. But, I mean, yeah, it's tough when – you know, Larry Fitzgerald catches a screen and your your whole thought process is for 14 years to go get that guy because that was his first touchdown throw ever in his career. So it's not something that you're looking on film and like, we got to watch out for him. But, uh, you know, we were vulnerable there. That was one of their big plays. But thankfully, it was really their only big play of the game. And I believe they missed the extra point on that. And it was just kind of like this buzzkill of like, oh, yeah, great play. <laughs> uh, we're, the, we're still the Cardinals. Um, but defense overall, did great. The offense moved the ball. I want to kind of jump back to the offense because there was so much going on over there. And again, I just don't think we can say enough about C.J. Anderson and the game that he put together. 167 yards. And again, we're going to talk about these haters and the people out there that are going, well, there, it was the Arizona Cardinals. Well, this guy was on a couch five days ago, just chilling. And all of a sudden we call him up. You know, he gets in when, when he got signed. He got to the practice facility around 435 in the morning. Uh, he'd been with uh, mm -hmm. Coach Skip Pete all week, kind of drilling, getting ready, doing plays. And golf. And golf and kind of going over protections. And, you know, they knew that they wanted to run the ball with them. And McVay talked about him potentially starting, depending on the health. That was the case. He started 20 carries. He was able to show he had he could take the workload. He said after the game that he was pretty tired. Uh, he was ready to get some rest. But, man, you can tell he's been doubted against. And he's got a little chip on his shoulder. Well, probably a big chip on his shoulder. And he's excited to do this. But, man, that offense was finally moving again. Finally moving. And, yeah, I want to talk about C.J. Anderson and how he stepped it up uh, in replacement for, for Todd Gurley. But uh, talking about Larry Fitzgerald's touchdown first of his uh, career reminded me that the Robert Woods rushing touchdown was actually the first of his career as well. So that was really cool to see. But, uh, you know, when it comes to C.J. Anderson's uh, play today, one thing that he, he didn't do that Gurley always does for us is receive the ball well. We've seen how many times right. Todd Gurley, you know, is sometimes our number one receiver when it comes to overall receptions or total yards. He's he's been great at that this season. But CJ Anderson, you know, only had one for negative five. And that's why I was kind of wondering if they were gonna maybe try to utilize John Kelly a little bit more with and they gave it to him once and he got nine yards out of it. Thank goodness they didn't keep doing that. But you know that's one piece and at the running back uh, depth that we haven't really been able to replicate uh, when Todd Gurley's out. 
Yeah, and I think I think if we had to go long term without Todd Gurley, they would just start using John Kelly and even C.J. Anderson. He's pretty good out of the backfield as far as catching the ball. Looking back to his Denver days, I mean, he was Peyton Manning's kind of release valve for a long time out there as well. So Jared Goff only threw the ball 24 times, uh, 216 yards, a touchdown. He did have uh, the strip sack fumble. He got sacked twice, but he had a overall rating of 118. It's good to see him get back in that triple-digit rating. He had a couple really ugly ones down in the 50s for a while. So to see him bounce back and be efficient, 19-24. There were a couple throws still where you know his feet were a little shaky and he was under some pressure, but it was able to see uh, that I was happy that he kind of took a couple sacks like we talked about, but in, in plays where he needed to. Like we had one, it was a third down. Uh, Sullivan had a high snap over his head, and we saw that last week on a third down where it was a bad exchange, shall you say, and he tried to make something happen. This time he just kind of grabbed the ball, looked downfield for half a second, saw the pressure, and just ate the sack. And as much as that hurts on a third down, you can't combine, you know, bad plays by, you know, one mistake going into a bigger mistake. So I was kind of happy to see him uh, do that. And then I guess really quickly as I'm talking about mistakes and people that kind of did a little bit better, JoJo Natson did a good job. The first punt, he kind of stayed away from it. Uh, You could tell he just didn't want much to deal with it. But he had uh, two returns, uh, 26 yards, and the 26 yards came on that one return, which was his last. So it's good to see JoJo back there and kind of shaking that off and moving forward. And it was a little weird to see Farrell Cooper on the other side. He only had one return and he got one yard out of it, but uh, you saw the whole special teams crew kind of go up and and tap his helmet after that. So uh, as far as those guys, and I guess we'll just wrap up a little special teams here as well. And Greg Zerline went one for two. Uh, he missed a long one right before half. Hit uh, the pole. Hit the pole, and it was. I mean, and just... did you see him hit the pole on the kickoff too? He did it twice in a row. <laughs> I, I missed the kickoff one, but four for four on extra points and uh, seven points overall. So okay day for Greg Zerline again. That was a deep field goal, and then Johnny Hecker, uh, a long of fifty nine. He had some great punts today. Uh, wasn't needed much, which is always nice, and that's what we want to get back to. But. Um, just to kind of wrap up everybody as far as top to bottom. Uh, this offense, again, Jared Goff, just thoughts on him. I know I, I kind of skipped around a little bit, but just thoughts on Jared Goff and how we controlled this game today. Well, when the game started, uh, you know, Goff had fumbled on his first drive, but then he rebounded with a touchdown. So when the game started, dude, I was – I mean, I sent you a Stanley from the office eye roll immediately when the game started because yeah. I'm thinking, really, we're going to do this today? The offensive line had let some people through, and Goff just looked – not not like his pre-self that we were, you know, had been bragging about all season. He just looked like he was continuing what he had done in the past two games. So started off not too strong, but he ended up doing great. And he, the few things that stuck out to me is he continued to stay confident back there. He was super accurate. I think it was uh, Robert Woods' pass uh, in the in the second quarter that he just was so on target for. And that's one thing that he had been lacking previously is he just lost his accuracy. Uh, he was over throwing people and underthrowing people and you know moving around too much back there moving his feet too much and he stood his ground stepped up and was really accurate and um you know in the second quarter and throughout the rest of the game so Goff, i think this was a Goffy got his groove back so to speak Goffy it was an opportunity <laughs> for him to just kind of play a not high pressure team and just allow himself to uh you know kind of get his his confidence and flow back yeah not the huge numbers that i was kind of expecting i thought you know, Goff would put up at least two to three touchdowns, but I didn't really expect mm-hmm. CJ Anderson to go crazy. Robert Woods to put one in on the ground. So uh, he had, it, it's one of those, he managed the game very well. And you look at it, 
third down efficiency. We're six for nine on third down, which is great. Uh, you know, you're looking across the board. They were two for 11 on third down, and that's what you want to see as far as our defense. And Wade Phillips talked about that in his press conference coming into this game was we got to find a way to get to third down because we're really good on third down. We talked about that last week. I think the Eagles were like four of 12 on third down, but the struggle was getting to third down. So if we can get there, they're pretty well. They did a great job there again. And then, you know, just the one turnover from, from Jared Goff. Uh, another thing that I saw that kind of looking through some of the stats here, uh, we were three for four in the red zone, which was awesome. And then penalties. You know, we've been harping on them. We were up in like eight, nine, ten penalties for, you know, close to 100 yards a game in the last few games. Six penalties, 66 yards. I mean, not the best, but not terrible, right? That's about where I want to live. That four to six range of penalties I can probably deal with because that's just going to happen throughout the, the game and there's going to be bad calls. But overall, a, a pretty clean game with the Rams. But what we're going to do. We're going to step aside. We're going to take a break. We're going to be back. Game balls. Play action balls. Wrap this thing up. Maybe a peek towards the future. We're going to talk to you a little bit more on the other side. James Kroger, Bear Motter, Victory Monday, right after this. Can nobody take my pride? Can nobody hold me down? All right, Rams Nation, third and final segment. Your boy, Bear Motter, James Kroger is on the other side of the mic. We are Skyping Vegas to California. We are always going to bring you guys some content. I'm excited. We are getting ready for Christmas. I'm going to try to get you guys a couple episodes this week as much as I can. I got to spend some time with my family. but And we do have Martha Kroger on with us. So we're excited that she was able to step <laughs> away from making cookies and uh, you know come and have a chat with us. But James, let's just kick right into it. Let's finish this last segment strong. Let's go to some game balls. Then we'll switch it over to play action. You know the drill. You're my guest. You're the main man. Who is your game ball going to? Oh, dude, I'm going to take, again, you know, I appreciate you giving me the the bumps at spike here. I'm going to spike this down. I appreciate you setting me up here with, I'm going to give it to CJ Anderson, of course. Nice. Uh, somebody who, you know, was came to the team on Monday, committed himself to learning the playbook as much as possible, and immediately stepped out with a strong gain. He was averaging, I think, six yards per carry in the beginning of the game, and dude, he just, he totally stepped it up. One touchdown, averaging 8.4 overall throughout the game, which is huge, uh, and his 167 yards really helped the rest of this team because, you know, we needed to get that running game back, and obviously we're all kind of worried about Todd Gurley. Some people thought he was going to start. Some people thought he wasn't going to, and you let me know uh, early on in the game that he was not going to play right before the game started so i appreciate that and i was a little happy for two reasons one i just i'd rather have him a full steam ahead for the playoffs and two i'm playing him in fantasy for the championship so <laughs> just rest rest up todd and everything be good but we know that we are in good company we the, i think the number one thing that you and i have talked about the past couple of weeks is depth uh, when it comes to todd Gurley, when he had to come out of the game we couldn't replace him and then all of a sudden we see cj anderson coming through the curtains and just blowing you know, seem out of up our butts with, with his performance. And he just did an amazing job. He helped change this whole game for us. He helped Jared Goff. Uh, he got that, uh, pass block down eventually and just was a big part of the reason that we were able to to pull out this W. So my game ball goes to the obvious choice, CJ Anderson. And I think I have an inkling on where you're going to go with yours. But yeah. we could probably give out three <laughs> game balls today yeah. because, you know, there's a couple guys that deserve it. Yeah, fair enough. And that, that is great game ball because you talked about just preparing himself to get ready in, in five days or whatever it was, a short period of time, coming in, putting in the time. And then also, 
you know, moving forward, giving us that extra weapon in the backfield and allowing McVeigh to, you know, get outside the 11 personnel, which he did a, a lot more this game than he's done in the past. We saw a bunch of double tight end sets. So we'll see if that kind of continues to move forward because if some way we can get Todd Gurley and C.J. Anderson in the game at the same time and start to mm -hmm. make people have to think about where that ball is going, if C.J. can be as productive as he was today, um, I think that can really make us just a little bit more dangerous as you're starting to look at film and try to get ready and what are tendencies. And all of a sudden, McVay's starting to switch things up, not go as much. Let's run the Wildcat. Yeah, who knows, right? Exactly. Let's get crazy, <laughs> McVay, and let's see some success out of it. But today was a successful day for the running backs, so we'll see how that goes moving forward. And you're right. There's another pretty, pretty obvious choice for game ball here. And you might as well. You took one. I'll take the other. Aaron Donald. Just a beast. I mean, we talk about our team going in and performing against a team that's not so good and, you know, basically stomping on them and, and letting it be known that we're the better team. Well, Aaron Donald did that versus their offensive line. They had a lot of guys banged up. They still tried to double and triple team when they could, uh, but he had four quarterback hits, four tackles for loss, three sacks, five solo tackles, and seven tackles overall. The guy's a monster. He's impossible to block. I love it when he kind of sweeps around the line and, and the O-line just do doesn't shift and get him, and he just comes full speed, and you see Rosen just duck and dive trying to get out of the way, and he just eats him up for a sack. 19 and a half on the year. He is chasing down history, three away from Michael Strahan. And we got the Niners coming up next with a really young quarterback there, and, and they've been struggling throughout the year, even though they've been playing tough lately. Uh, he's got a chance to go get that uh, next week. Uh, we, you talked about it earlier, seven games this year of multiple sacks in a game. Uh, this one was three. I think he's had a couple other this season where he had three and then a handful where he's gotten two. But he's got to get a game ball, so we're going to get him. He gets Bears game ball, and you're right. You talked about many people can get one, so I'm just going to do it one more because you know what? Why not? Uh, let's do kind of an honorary game ball, and I think it's got to go to Robert Woods. Six catches, Robert Woods. 89 yards, one touchdown, and then another one on the ground. And then one of the things that I love seeing from Robert Woods is uh, Brandon Cooks took a couple big hits, and, and near the end he took another one near the helmet where uh, you know it was kind of mm -hmm. a, I don't want to say a dirty or cheap hit, but he was definitely going to, to mess up uh, Brandon Cooks. And Robert Woods came running in there right away and getting his head in there and kind of pushing the guy around and backing up his teammates. So I love that. Robert Woods has got a, a case to be a captain next year. He is a great leader, and he's really been productive. We said that stat earlier that J.B. Long shared with us. One of the four receivers to really go over that yardage throughout the year. So 89 yards through the air. Robert Woods, I'll give you a little honorary game ball here, but uh, we'll switch it over, and let's go play action balls. Drop it on me, James. Who you got for a play action? Oh, my gosh. That is so tough. Uh, I mean, how, how do you give a play action ball when you went 31-9? Let's see. I guess, you know, I was expecting a little bit more out of Marcus Peters. He had one tackle and, uh, you know, give me a little interception and a little insurance to win that Seahawkers podcast bet. You know, we saw Tlaib in there with a little bit more involvement. But, I mean, if you're for twisting my arm bare, gosh, it's this tough one. I'm going to I just, I gonna just have to toss it over to Marcus Peters. You know what? It's like when in doubt, blame Marcus Peters. That's like kind of <laughs> throughout the season. But you're right. He missed a couple tackles. Uh, at one point, yeah. I, I stepped away from the game to go grab a drink, and I came back, and I, I checked Twitter, and, and I saw, well, Marcus Peters still doesn't know how to tackle. So I'm like, oh, God, there we go again. But you're right. We want to see him always being a big factor in the game. But they didn't really throw his way as well as, as much as – 
um, you know, we've seen in the past. But you're right. Uh, those guys, those secondary have to step up, especially if we see an injury uh, in that secondary, even if it's LaMarcus Joyner in that safety role or, you know, Tlaib looked to be a little banged up. I think he should be fine for next game. But we're going to have to see Marcus Peters step up, make big plays when thrown to him. And so I'll accept that, Marcus Peters. You got to do better. One tackle. Again, it was something that we wanted to see more of that, you know, his effort wasn't really getting his nose in there and getting tackles. So I would have loved to see him come out and get, you know, a handful of tackles just to kind of show that aggression. And then for me, I'm going to go, I'm going to just going to kind of go the special teams. We got the fake punt against us. Uh, We've had a couple, you know, miscues on special teams where there's been penalties over the past couple weeks. Uh, Johnny Hecker had a pretty good game, but then again, obviously, Zerline with the the doink off of the upright. It's not so much that (laughs) play-action ball worthy, but as a unit, as a whole, um, you know, we did okay in the coverage side of things, but uh, definitely want to kind of tighten up that special teams Mm -hmm. unit and make sure that we are all full force moving forward. And I guess I'd only give it to them because they gave up that that big fourth down conversion. And, and if you look forward and if we do something like that and we lose lack of focus, uh, then that's going to get us in trouble. So, And then we also had a penalty where JoJo had another return where uh, he kind of wiggled and probably got you know, 10, 15 yards and it was called back to a penalty. So I'm going to give our play action ball uh, to the special teams. Bones, get, get those guys right. Uh, get them ready for the next game in San Francisco. We need to finish out strong. Uh, but speaking of finishing out strong, James, thanks for coming on. We are 12-3, and three, uh, six and 6-2 on the road. It's never easy winning on the road. I don't care who you're playing. We're excited that we got winning football back in L.A., that we got Victory Mondays back in L.A. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. Make sure to check him out at Rams Podcast, at Kroger 3 We're going to be jumping on the mic a little bit later uh, this week, maybe after Christmas, doing a Rams podcast that will come out later, maybe right before the game uh, next week. But we're going to break it all down a little bit more on that. So keep an eye out for that. Go give James a follow. My man, thank you for coming on. Happy early Christmas. Give the family some love. I hope your cookies aren't burning while we're talking right now. Thanks so much for coming on. Of course, man. Merry Christmas to you and yours. I know I'm going to talk to you 100 times until then, but thank you guys. Merry Christmas to everybody for listening, and go ahead and check me out on social media and look forward to a Rams podcast coming later this week. All right, Rams Nation. You know what it is. Until next time, peace. Can't nobody take my pride. Uh -uh, uh -uh. Can't nobody hold me down. I got to keep on moving. Can't nobody take my pride. Can't nobody hold me down. Oh no, I got to keep on moving.